Welcome to Roots for Growth podcast. I'm Anna Bell and I'm joined this, uh, this afternoon by Deborah Murphy. Hi, Deborah. Hi there. Great to see you. And the aim of this podcast is to spark your curiosity, share learning and inspiration and connect with what's important in your life. And I was keen to have Deborah on to speak today because she has some fascinating stories to tell. Um, she describes herself as a Yorkshire lass living in Scotland. She's an author. Uh, she's gluten, gluten and dairy free, a bit of a guru on those topics and shares her recipes for that too. And she's also a trainer and speaker, cyclist, dog lover and cake eater. Well, that sounds like a very nice balance of things to enjoy. <laughs> So Deborah, um, so I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about the, the, the types of things you do. So you've you've written a book and you have um, Mother Murphy's. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes. So Mother Murphy's used to be a tea room. Um, and sadly, due to COVID, because of the size of it, we had to close the tea room, which has just been heartbreaking to do because it was a, a little bit of a community cafe where everybody came in Um so the tea room closed, but during lockdown, I spent my time actually finishing off the book, The Magical Tea Room on the Hill, which is what the customers nicknamed us. They, they nicknamed us the, the tea room, Magical Tea Room on the Hill. Oh. And it's a bit, of a bit of a book. Well, it's not a bit of a book. It's a huge book, actually, um, <laughs> about tales, recipes, adventures. And I managed to get that finished during lockdown, mm. which was good. Um, so that was um, that. But I'm now doing Mother Murphy's online, where I sell the cakes online. But I'm also getting back to doing markets now as well, because I was missing everybody. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. selling cakes online is great, you know, and it puts money in your bank. But mm -hmm. it's kind of not doing it for me. Mm. You know, I, I, I want to be meeting people. I want to be sitting down and sharing cakes with people. I don't want to be just putting them in a box and sending them out to people, mm. although it has meant that I've been able to send them further afield. Yeah. But it's kind of not doing it. It's, mm. it's not really what I'm on in the business for uh -huh. uh, because I like a bit of a chat, you know, yeah, I like a yeah. bit of a chat and um, trying to make people feel better. Um, and mm. yeah, so, so that's, that's where I'm at at the moment. Um, and I'm thinking if you feel that way, um, and I know I've heard people say, oh, it's so nice to be doing things in person again. You're actually meeting a demand or a desire from people who do want to go out and, and, and go to events where, you know, in markets and so on, that, that you can actually be in amongst real people. I know. Um, it's taken me a little while to, to actually get myself comfortable going back out again. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know about anybody else, but I've been a little bit, hmm, there's going to be lots of people there. Yes. Well, they have COVID. I, I, I must be about one of the only people so far that's not had COVID. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but what if, I, what if I'm standing, what if I'm serving? And then I thought, no, I've got to get out of that mindset. Mm -hmm. I've got to keep myself safe, mm -hmm. follow all the, all, the, um, all the precautions and all the recommendations, mm -hmm. but we've got to live. Yeah. We've got to live. You know, we're, we're it's a balance isn't it yes because we know what all the 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 guidance is and we can follow mm. that for ourselves and yes yeah, yeah. And, and what was it like to go to your first market and you know that we set up and you're ready and people start coming in what did that feel like oh it was absolutely fantastic it was it was it was great it was um so the first one that I did was out at Tullybody 
Um, no, it wasn't. Tilly Poultry. Oh, yes. Tilly Poultry. I get those two mixed up. Tilly Poultry it was. Um, and um, so I arrived early, as I, as I always do, and I was chatting to one girl outside, and she said, oh, she says, do you do cakes? And I says, I do. And she says, oh, please tell me that you have coffee cake. I says, I have coffee cake. She <laughs> says, please tell me that you have coffee cake without walnuts. I said, I have coffee cake without walnuts. And <laughs> it was just straight away, cakes just, um, they generate discussions. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they um, as soon as you turn up with cakes, people are like, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and you are the most popular person. Win, win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was great because and chatting to all the different people at the stalls and people coming in. What was so lovely was obviously I I published it as an event on our Facebook page, mm -hmm. but we I had quite a few of the customers from the tea room came. Oh. Because, so the tea room was in Falkirk, uh -huh. um, and and obviously Falkirk Tilly, um, Tilly mm -hmm. uh, not too far away. But they'd come to the event just to see me. Oh. And honestly, I was just, it was just amazing. And I'll, I'll tell you, the, the best bit was um, in, the, in the last box I'd made, um, where, where I was sending them out, I'd made apple crumble. Mm -hmm. But because I'd never made apple crumble in the tea room, it didn't have a customer's name against it, like all our other cakes mm. have, have a customer's name. So on Facebook, I said, right, this is a new a new thing that I'm putting in the box. The poor thing has not got a name. Who are we going to name this apple mm -hmm. crumble after? Mm -hmm. And somebody um, said, oh, I think it should be named Frida's apple crumble after my mum, mm -hmm. who was called Frida, oh. and my grandma, who was called Frida. Mm -hmm. They all came from Kirkintillet, which is where we live. Yeah. Um, and they all love cakes. And I thought, well what better name to give it so it became Frida's apple crumble mm. so she was really quite taken with that did this lady not turn up at the at did the fair she? but I didn't because obviously you're talking to people online I didn't know who she was so she was just somebody coming to the coming to the stall mm -hmm. and she she looked so I had my little sign there saying Frida's apple crumble and this lady came to the stall and burst into tears mm. But I didn't know who she was. And oh I was like, gosh. oh my goodness, me. So I went round and and talked and I, and I said, what's, what's, what's wrong? She said, Well, oh, she says, Frida's apple crumble. And as soon as she said that, I knew oh, I knew who yes. it was. Yeah. Um, but for her to turn up just because I'd named an apple crumble after after a month. And that's yeah. that's what cakes do. I think it shows how meaningful it is. And and it to me it's such a thoughtful approach as well and even even I would say I've seen pictures where you've gone up a hill and you've got like a tablecloth and a flask and a cup of tea you, you don't just like take a bit of cake and a cling film you've you've got you've got set it out really nicely and thoughtfully and enjoy it yeah. I think there's something about that as well of enjoying it completely yeah. and in the way that you like to serve it um and another example of thoughtfulness I I've think is the fact that you've um, developed gluten-free and and dairy-free recipes as well can you can you tell us a bit about that yes so in your introduction you said that I was gluten and dairy-free I'm only gluten-free ah, um, right. so I, I can have dairy but um gluten and dairy-free 
tend to go hand in hand. Mm. So when I was first developing our gluten-free recipes, a lot of people were saying, oh, I'm dairy-free as well. So mm-hmm. right from the very start, I made our range um, gluten and dairy-free mm-hmm. so, that, so that more people could, could enjoy them. And originally, it was just out of naivety that I said that I would, I would make them because somebody <sighs> said, I can't have that cake because I'm, I'm celiac. I was like, celiac? Mm-hmm. What's that? Gluten? Mm-hmm. I don't remember putting any gluten in the cakes. I didn't even know what gluten was. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of, um, it was a huge learning curve for me, lots of mistakes. But then I started tasting um, the, the gluten-free stuff that was on offer. And it was awful. Yeah, so, that's what I was going to say. How do you make it taste so nice then? Because I fill it with love. That's 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 the I I ask myself that an an awful an awful uh-huh. lot. Um, so I'll 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 just say this. So at one of the events that we were at, um, where it was a, a big event, and you, and you were there, you were actually the speaker there. And for my lunch, I was provided with a gluten free lunch. It was lovely. I was the only one that got soup, uh-huh. and it it was lovely. Um, and I got a selection of sandwiches and a selection of cakes. But the carrot cake came and I couldn't eat it. Mm. it I, I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but in my bag, I had a carrot cake. <laughs> always <laughs> got shared. I, I, I always go. I always go. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't say anything that, that, that this cake wasn't nice. But I, I started eating my cake and I was thinking, well, I thought, why does my cake taste nice? Mm-hmm. This one doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. Um, but so that, that's what I realised, that people who are celiac are accepting poor quality because mm-hmm. when they go somewhere, um, they'll say, what gluten-free cakes have you got? And they say, well, we've got a meringue or a chocolate brownie. Yeah. Mm. So I ban chocolate brownies. Um, but... So I started developing more and more so that in the end, the tea room, the majority of the cakes were gluten and dairy free. Mm-hmm. Um, and by a little quirk, um, a few years ago, I started, well, I've always had problems with my joints. One of the customers said to me, I'm gluten free because I have rheumatoid arthritis. And she said she'd got to a point where she couldn't lift a cup up, mm-hmm. a tea cup up with one hand. But by the time I knew her, she was out walking the hills and everything. And she said, why don't you try going gluten-free? Mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't able to walk and I was going through a tube of ibuprofen gel a week. I wasn't sleeping at night, so Jim mm-hmm. wasn't sleeping at night. And I was like, mm, people will think I'm, I'm kind of trying to jump on the bandwagon if I go gluten-free just because I'm, I'm doing that for the customers. Mm-hmm. So I did it kind of without really telling anybody mm-hmm. it was easy in the tea room to go gluten-free but we just adapted it at home and um jim was was so good that he went gluten-free as well and uh, apart from bread um mm-hmm. he, he refuses to go gluten-free for, for bread and um it was about three weeks later and i remember thinking i don't think i got up last night and then i thought i can't remember the last time i put some gel on uh. And I was like, no, it can't be. It can't be as simple as that. But it must be psychological. So when it came to, it was Christmas time then, and I was going down to Chloe's down in Halifax. 
was only going for three days and I thought, right, I'll just eat what I want. <laughs> That'll, it'll be fine, just three days. On the train coming back up, I was in absolute agony. Mm. So, so from going to provide gluten-free for other people, yeah, it's actually, I'm now doing it for me uh-huh. Uh-huh. as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Fantastic. And, and um, I gather that enables your, the hill walking that you love. I mean, that's a big part of your life as well, isn't it? And yes. cycling. Yes. Yeah. Um, so cycling is a bigger love of mine than walking. But once we've got Beatrix, I was doing the walking up the big hills because Beatrix being a collie likes to just, just be out. And Jim's got um, knees that needs replacing me, like mm. a little bit of ibuprofen gel. He's not going to sort his knees. Mm. Um, so he can't, he can't do the big walks. So that's why I was doing the, the, the walks. But this year, I've set myself a target to get myself fit back on the, on the bike. Mm. Yeah, so. And you've been doing a bit of that recently, haven't you? Yes, about in the sunshine. Oh, I was out on on um, Saturday, and the 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 train system in in Scotland for going on the tra- on with your bike is absolutely fantastic. Um, so I got on the I cycled out to Croy, got the train from Croy to Glasgow, and from Glasgow to Balloch, um, and then I got off, and then there's a cycle route that takes you from Balloch to Tarbert, all down the side of Loch Lomond. Mm. Follows the main road at some points, but it never touches the main road. Mm-hmm. So you're on the you're away from the road all uh-huh. the time. Uh-huh. So I cycled down to, down to Tarbert, sat looking up at Ben Nevis, Ben Lomond, um, having my lunch and my cake and my of course. And, yes, yeah, <laughs> and then cycled back to Balak and then got the train back home again. Yeah, and it was just glorious, mm. and you you almost feel lighter because. The, the stress just falls off you uh-huh. as you're cycling away and yeah. you know and it's just yeah yeah it's oh, just lovely that yeah. sounds amazing yeah. and uh, and great that you found a route that that you know like that is away from the the road and you can yes. just enjoy the surroundings yeah. then yeah. I mean I'm I'm not a, I've, I've cycled since I was probably about 11 or 12 so I'm I'm not I'm not afraid of the the, mm. the traffic Mm-hmm. But if I can avoid being on roads that are in, I mean, that A82 down the side of Lot Lomond is just so busy. So I wouldn't want to cycle on that road. Yeah. But there are other roads that I cycle, especially the north of Scotland. You know, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the cycle routes in, in Scotland are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And thinking about all that you've been talking about, life has been a bit of a, a journey with the tea room. And then, um, you know, I, you came to mind thinking about resilience and, and, you know, making your own way in life. I really admire how you've gone on to develop what you're doing in other ways. And, and you've had a bit of a personal journey finding out about autism as well recently, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. So as I was saying, with, with the tea room being closed, um, missing people mm-hmm. and missing feeling like I'm being helpful and that I'm helping people um, and just being useful, um, really. Um, although Beatrix thinks I'm quite useful and now I'm here all the time she quite yes. likes that you know um, so I kind of tried a few bits and pieces um, and then at, at, at one of the networking meetings that was on on Zoom um, a lady came on and she was saying oh she says I'm looking for volunteers to come and sort some Lego so my ears pricked up at Lego I was like I can, I can do Lego um, so she just wanted somebody just to sort out the Lego 
for a new project that was going to be starting. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I can go. Honestly, this you would have filled this whole room with a Lego, oh, and you had to find each single piece to put the kit together. Mind blowing. But anyway, so that was that. And then she said, "Oh, she says I think you could be involved even more." She says, "Would you like to be? Would you like to have some training to actually deliver?" They call it Lego therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, work. So they're helping, uh, they're working with children. So one of the things um, that I, I've found out because I've, I've, I've actually started an online course for autism to, so that I know a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. But one of, the, one of the things is is getting youngsters with autism to um, appreciate different roles and not to interfere with different roles and, and to take turns and mm-hmm. share. Mm-hmm. So this is what what these Lego sessions are all about. So there's a there's a tiny little kit of Lego, mm-hmm. and there are three roles. There is the engineer, mm-hmm. there's the supplier, and there's the builder. Mm. So the engineer is the one with the leaflet that tells you how how to put the the Lego together, and the supplier is the one that has all the bits in front of them, and they. The, the engineer says to the supplier, right, I need a red brick that's got six dots on it, that's oh. um, quite deep, um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Says that to the supplier, and then the supplier finds that piece, gives it to the builder, and the engineer tells the builder where to put that. Oh, so it's all about um, having a little bit of patience, explaining things, communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a little while, it's all done with a, with a big egg timer. And then when that's done, you swap the rolls. Um, so, um, and it's just amazing that, you know, and you can, so I'm getting to know the, the, the children a little bit more now and they're getting to, they're getting to know me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, <laughs> So I was there last week and um, I was acting as engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, and this little boy said to me, Deborah, you are a terrible engineer. <laughs> he said, your explanations are, these are eight-year-olds. Mm-hmm. He says, your explanations are very, very basic. Mm-hmm. You need to learn how to explain these pieces more because mm-hmm. if you don't get better how can we get better so. oh well <laughs> words of wisdom me eh? <laughs> yes yeah yeah um but yeah I, and and just to feel like again now i'm i'm actually helping mm-hmm. um so for that hour the parents have got an hour where they're not having to worry about um what the children are doing how much noise the children are making, where they're running around, um, because there are no, um, there is no um, criticism or anything in that in that hour. It's all right. Let's talk about this. Let's work out. So sometimes it gets a little bit heated, um, mm-hmm. and we have to encourage them to to work out. You know what's the problem here, and how can we sort this, and mm-hmm. and getting them to almost. Um, come up with an idea as to as to what's what to do yeah I suppose all of that all of it's part of the learning isn't it yes so mm-hmm. I, and and 
um, when I can, they, they have a monthly, um, like a family activity um, out, out at Bears Den. Mm-hmm. And I've managed to get to a few of those. And again, it's like a morning where they're just, they're just children. Yeah. They're not children with autism. Yeah. Yeah. They're just children mm-hmm. and nobody, nobody cares. Yeah. So yes. I've done, um, I was reading Beatrix Potter stories um, mm. one, one day. And um, when it was Christmas, I was helping them to put baubles on there. I'd, I'd done little cardboard baubles and they were writing out messages to hang on the Christmas tree outside because it was during um, mm. the COVID restrictions as well. And just getting them to, and they, they were loving that. Yeah. Um, and then after Christmas, I went and again, it was outdoor, but I made dampers with them, which I had to look up what these were. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little type of camping bread that you make. Oh, right. So you mix it all together, just flour and water and a bit of oil, mix it all together, wrap it around a stick, mm-hmm. and then you cook it on an open fire. Oh, I see. They absolutely loved it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just to see them. And and to think, gosh, I would I was I was helping them do that. Absolutely. And yeah. and it's such an engaging thing while supporting the kids to learn something new and experience something new. And looking at your face, obviously people will be listening to this, they can't see you, but you're absolutely beaming from ear to ear. You obviously get you know, enjoy it a lot yes. and, and what it means yes. to you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's just it's just nice to feel um, that I'm I'm able to help people. So, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, very much so you do. And with that in mind, Deborah, as a final question, I suppose, I'm wondering if you have any thoughts or words of encouragement thinking about the next few months. You know, I'm noticing it's springtime. There's a sense of optimism about a lot of things in the air. What, what are your thoughts on, you know, thinking about how people can take themselves through the next few months positively? So fresh air, mm-hmm. you know, the, there are people um, that, I mean, I, I live by the Campsie, Campsie Fells. There are probably people in Kirk and Tillock who don't even know that the Campsie Fells are there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and people don't appreciate it. When I talk, like when I was talking about, you know, you feel lighter because the stress is falling off you. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just get yourself out. Even if it's just a walk around the park, borrow mm-hmm. somebody's dog. You know, if you don't want to walk by yourself, you feel silly walking by yourself, go and borrow somebody's dog. That dog will take you. And then somebody will talk to you because you've got a dog. Because people don't know me as Deborah. I'm Beatrix's mum. Yes. You know, <laughs> can I'm Beatrix that. for I'm, I'm that black and white Polly's mum. You know, you're, you're probably also the lady who always has cake. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm the cake become... lady. Yeah. Cake, cake lady. Cake lady. Yeah, or, cake lady. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just just get out you know and just just breathe just mm-hmm. just take yourself out because the fact that you're getting out and it doesn't matter whether it's sunny it doesn't matter whether it's wet just put mm-hmm. a coat on take an yes. umbrella you know um but just getting out works wonders for you but getting out and actually doing a walk so by the time you come back you can have a cup of cake and cup of tea and don't feel guilty about having a cake very true it's all about the balance isn't it it, it is and, <laughs> and it's 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 about that it's it's just um enjoying life finding finding the little things to 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 look at you know and thinking 
gosh, they, you know, is it this Saturday that would that we put the clocks back yes. forward, yeah. forward, you yeah, know, watching, thinking. I'm sure it's it stayed lighter ten more minutes today. Yes, yeah. it's nice. You know, waking up in the morning and it, it being daylight, and I can get up that few minutes more early because it's not dark and I don't want to cuddle in bed anymore. You know, I want to I want yeah. to get up and 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 be out. You know, mm. and you know, see the benefit of fresh air. Mm. I think that's that's what I'd say. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Well, listen, thank you so much for sharing your experiences, giving us a, well, I was going to say a taste, sorry for the pun, but you know, <laughs> what your cakes are like and, and what the story behind them. It's really nice to hear that and be able to share that with people yes. who are listening. So thank you for, for joining well, thank me today. You. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And, and so this has been Roots for Growth podcast. Thank you to Deborah again. Um, and I'm Anna Bell. See you next time.